Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajat And folks, oh my God. Uh, this week has been just absolutely insane. You know, I will tell my astrology people we're coming off of a solar eclipse and Mercury is in <laughs> retrograde and clearly CNN and Fox got the fucking memo. Um, Waj, uh, you know, I, I have been dying to talk to you because you were a contributor at CNN for, for, for a little bit, right? For a year, a full year. For a full year. And, you know, I want to start with CNN because I want to leave the fun stuff. Um, but tell me your reaction because you were, I, I never, I, I've never done uh, the only TV that I've done. Uh, I've never done, I will always say this. I have never done CNN. Um, so I don't know the inner working. Yeah. I don't know the inner workings of that place in the way that I know MSNBC uh, you know, PBS and like other, uh, other places. So I just want to hear from you, like Don Lemon, he got Don, the ax yeah, and so, then took to Twitter to break his own news. So Tucker Carlson gets the ax first. And mm-hmm. then we're like, Oh my God. Then CNN axes Don Lemon. Mm-hmm. And then Don Lemon, as you said, takes to Twitter and says, uh, I don't agree with the CNN statement. No one informed me. And then CNN quickly does a fact check. Fact checks Don quicker than it fact checks the right wing nuts that they bring on nowadays. And what I think was really interesting is if you look at, if you look at the CNN statement, corporate talk is so funny to me. They're like, "Yeah, we just let Don go," and according to Don, like he had no idea. Just like Tucker, he was like right. preparing to like the host the show. He's like, he will forever be part of our family. And then I always I was just so curious. I'm like, what type of family? Right. He, he like cuts you from the family and says, by the way, never come to the barbecue. Succession. <laughs> <laughs> I just family. love said, but he'll forever be part of the CNN family. I'm like, eh. so Don goes, Tucker goes, apparently, Daniel, from what we know, both of them were just completely blindsided by it. Tucker yep. was preparing for a show. Tucker signed off on Friday saying, see you on Monday. Right. Uh, Don was like, you know, hosting the morning show. My take on it uh, is this CNN has always tried to straddle the line of being quote unquote both sides. And I saw this when I was at CNN, right? In the in the 
for, like literally it, it hugs power too closely. So I was in the green room and I mm-hmm. saw some of the folks who I was supposed to debate all the right wingers that, that were pro Trump, except two of them told me in the green room, Daniel, that he was a fraud. And yet they went on TV and we did this both sides analysis and they completely derailed the conversation. And Zucker, who used to be the head of CNN, yep. allowed it because it was good ratings. It was good theater, even though it hurt the, the truth. Don kind of elevated himself in the past couple of years because he was one of the few people and one of the only few people of color. Let's not forget, folks, that before Joy Reid, Don Lemon was the only anchor yep. of color from 6 p.m. to midnight across the three networks, Fox, MSNBC, and CNN. So that means across 18 hours of primetime television, on cable news, there was only Don. So yep. Don then, who had this history, let's be honest, of, of saying dumb things, uh, got elevated in the past few years because he was one of the few people who stood up to Trump, became good theater. Personally, I will say that Don was always good to me and that he allowed me space to take on Trump and call it out. And on the DL, he appreciated me for doing it. He said, you're, a, you're, you're like a voice in our network who actually takes this person on. And I will say this, is that Don reached out to me to come onto his show when there was this, remember that guy, Jeffrey Lord, who was one of the early adopters of Trump and he got fired because he said, hail Hitler on Twitter. He was that like old white guy who smiled and defended Trump before everyone else. I took him on and I destroyed him. And Don then found my text number from someone and texted me and said, I was just watching you on TV right now. No one else has taken this guy on like you before. Come on my show. So I just want to be very transparent that that my relationship, if that is with Don from a professional level, was he always championed me because I took on Trump and called out fascism. Now, the history of Don is <laughs> is very different. He's very different in that he has a history of misogyny and yep. making misogynistic comments. And recently he said that Nikki Haley w- was over the hill and his two well, uh, it colleagues. wasn't even it wasn't even just like. It was couched in the context of talking about Nikki Haley's presidential announcement. But he basically said that all women. There you go. All women. There you go. After the age, you know, after 32 or 55 or what? You know, no, it was just like after you get out of your 30s, you're out of your prime. Sorry, Danielle, you're done. (laughs) And then he said, but then it was wild because he has his two women co hosts. That's right, Caitlin and Poppy. Caitlin and Poppy, who are like trying to pull him back, <laughs> failing, you know, and failing. say and say like, yeah, I don't think you mean that, blah blah. And he's like, no, Google it. <laughs> Ten toes down. Ten toes down. And and then a, a, a report came out recently, and this is where I told my friends when that expose came out about two weeks ago that that like you know a history of making these comments, a history of kind of diva like behavior, a history of, of women. Uh, his colleagues and superiors, you know, complaining about his behavior. Soledad O'Brien, a former guest, mm. uh, echoed it. And I told my friends, he's out. <laughs> like, once this is, comes out, it will give CNN pretext to get rid of him. And they're like, no, no, they won't get rid of Don. He's one of the few people of color. He's a holdover from that. And I'm like, yo, he is out. I've been in this game a long time. And this new network, and I'll before we pivot to Fox, and I want your thoughts on this also mm-hmm. is... CNN, folks, and this is important. According to the New York Times, it wasn't due to his misogyny and his history of making his colleagues uncomfortable. That's not the reason why he got kicked out, folks. 
the reason a parent of the New York Times I kicked out was due to a very good interview he actually did recently. I know. And I'm where, like, this is the reason? Where, again, with Poppy by his side, he went in and called out this guy, Vivek uh, Ramas- Ram- Ramaswati. Ramaswati, who is the literally the anti-woke CEO, uh, in, a son of Indian immigrants, who's, who tr- who's trying to be the presidential candidate for 2024, said a whole bunch of rancid racist bullshit, and Don called him out. You know, the NRA helped black people. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you could tell that his producers were in his ear because in the clip, he goes, stop talking to me. And he goes all in and Poppy doesn't say a word. So the New York Times said the fact that he doubled down and apparently went against his producer's wishes and took him out, which good for Don, that's why they got rid of him, which shows you the direction of CNN. Right. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. And so, you know, because I watched that interview, because now that interview started to go around uh, right after the firing, because when he was benched after the misogyny comment, I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't just about this one comment. Mm. It is about your history of misogyny, Mm. right? Your history of just purposefully putting your foot in your mouth. But much in the same way, and we'll talk about Tucker in a minute, this is about the ego of men in media. That's right. Right? So whether or not you are a black gay man or you are a white supremacist fascist, like there is something about the camera and men and believing that their brand, their personal brand supersedes that of the network that they're on, mm. right? And so when I, but when I watched the interview with Vivek, who, by the way, I had seen interviews with this guy before, and I'm like, you are like, you are brown skin Hitler. Like, mm. I don't know, I don't know how you come out and talk about 
your ethnic, like talk about your, your, your cultural and your ethnic background in the same way Nikki Haley does and then want to double down on racism and white supremacy. And I'm like, your fucking family wouldn't have made it here if not for the civil rights movement. So you may want to shut the fuck up. And so I appreciated Don in that interview because I was just like, he's like, you don't know what you're talking about as it pertains to black people. Like you have no idea what you're talking about. And Vivek is like, you know, you can research it. And I'm just like, so you see Poppy watching these two guys have like a friggin', you know, throwdown, and she's sitting there rolling her eyes because she's like, it's just I ain't getting like, into this. I ain't I'm not into getting this. in this. And you see her like on her phone, probably being like, you know, checking her face. Um, but the whole, the whole scene, right. Um, I thought was one, like Don was good in that moment, but it was also very disrespectful to his co-host. It was also like, you know, again, like it's the men that are going to have this talk. Right. Mm. And like, um, and her to the sidelines, but look, I have never, like I said, I I've never gone on CNN. Um, I have never been a fan of Don Lemon. I don't think that I, I like really smart, um, aggressive, thoughtful people, not just folks that read the headlines and a teleprompter. And that is how I had always found Don Lemon. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that he would give a wider berth to his smart guests when he had them because he didn't have the depth um, or as the kids say, did not have the range. Mm. Um, to be able to go in, uh, on certain topics. So if it's the Vivek reason that he was fired, you know, shame on CNN, if it's the misogyny, then yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. But also if it is a misogyny, then it goes back to the initial point you said about, uh, these men whose ego and tantrums are tolerated, right? Like this is, this is nothing new. Cause if you read that article, there is a history of it. And the reason why it's tolerated and the reason why Bill O'Reilly was tolerated for sexually harassing women and literally like paying them millions of dollars to shut up and stay silent is because it's good ratings. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, what folks have to realize about news is that it's, it's corporate news, right? Fox is mm-hmm. a business. CNN is a business, right? At the end of the day, if you are worth it, they will tolerate it. If you yep. are worth Matt it- Matt Lauer. Yeah, they will tolerate it. And as long as you ain't worth it, folks, in the age of capitalism, where money is God, you will be replaced, but money will never be replaced. In God we trust, and that color is green. And, and going back to your point, Danielle, these men and women, oftentimes it's men, uh, overwhelmingly it's men, forget that there are pawns in the machine. They think they become irreplaceable. I am this network. You'll never replace me. And Matt Lauer, peace out. Bill O'Reilly, peace out. Don Lemon, peace out. Now. Charlie Rose, peace out. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Charlie Rose, peace out. Peace out. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. But if we sit over to Fox, and I gave this analogy Mm -hmm. yesterday, I just wrote about it today. You know, people are celebrating, and we should celebrate. This is a good moment, that every time a a white supremacist loses his hood, an angel gains its wings, right? (laughs) I just came up with that, by the way. He inspired me. Uh, But we we should applaud that he's gone. But... The way the system works, folks, is that it's like Hydra. You cut off one head, two mm-hmm. heads grow in its place. And, yep. and we're the old heads, if we are, Daniel. We've seen things. And I want to warn people about this. When Bill O'Reilly got canned 
for toxic behavior. Everyone was celebrating. I said, who's the next guy is going to be Tucker? And Tucker came in and took Bill O'Reilly chauvinism and demagoguery and put it on steroids, Danielle. Mm -hmm. So the question I have for you is Tucker's gone. Mm -hmm. What's coming in his place? Something worse. I mean, I think, you know, what was really good um, to, to, to your point is um, an opening that uh, the opening monologue that Rachel Maddow did on Monday. I missed it. I heard and, it was really good. Yeah, it was fantastic because what she did was take us back to the 1920s, to the 1930s, to like the beginning of radio, of conservative radio. And she talked about uh, this priest, uh, the fa Father Coughlin, I think. Yeah, was, Father, yeah, yeah, the yeah, right Father Coughlin, uh, the right, the right wing, um, xenophobic, uh, xenophobic um, racist of uh, 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 priest that had at the time she was saying that there were only like maybe 130 million people in the United States at this time. That was the population. He had 30 million listeners every week, right? So, and as his brand got bigger, um, he got more and more xenophobic, more and more crazy and started his own militia. Like all of these things started to happen. But the point was that he had this candidate, Lemke, that he was running for the presidency that at the end couldn't even get 2% of the vote. That's right. So what Rachel Maddow was saying is that these, you know, she's not, saying that the right-wing conservative machine, media machine, is not powerful, but that these people do not translate outside of that Fox machine. Right. Bill O'Reilly is where right now, right? He doesn't Podcast. have the same, he doesn't have the same standing, the same prominence. He's not sitting down with the same type of people that he was when he was on Fox. And so you had Rush Limbaugh. They tried to translate Rush Limbaugh into different television spots, and it just didn't translate. Well, Dan right? Bongino, so they, they tried to make Dan Bongino to be the new uh, Rush Limbaugh. And guess what, folks? Dan Bongino just got fired from Fox last week. Right. So it's just like we have to understand. I think that the point of her monologue was to recognize the pattern and how these people bubble up and how when you cut the head off, just another one grows, but it's never as powerful as the original one. While Tucker Carlson was at the top of the cable news audience um, grab, his numbers were never as high as Bill O'Reilly's were. So the, the point being is that who comes in Tucker Carlson's stead doesn't actually fucking matter, mm. right? Because we, what we know is that they will parrot whatever that they're told to parrot in the animated way that these people do, because they're part e tele-evangelist, part white supremacist, part, you know, Grifton huckster, right? And that's how they get these audience in and locked on their message. And I think that, you know, whoever comes in Tucker Carlson's stead is going to be just as disgusting, which is what I said on Twitter, just as reprehensible, mm -hmm. Um, and, and, but a more malleable as a cheaper puppet because and, Tucker Carlson, as I fucking found out was making $20 million a fucking year yeah. on Fox, yep. $20 million a year. And he just cost them 787 million. So when Rupert Murdoch is doing math, is doing the fucking math, he's just like, you cost me too much fucking money than what you're pulling in. Cause all we can put on your show is my pillow ads. And so, and, 
you're replaceable. And also uh, what the reporting shows from Puck and other uh, uh, places is that that Dominion lawsuit, right? It's like it took its bag of $787 million for the fraud that Fox deliberately and knowingly perpetrated against it that said it engaged in, quote unquote, you know, rigging the election, all bullshit. So Dominion sells its lawsuit recently. It takes home $787.5 million. Mm -hmm. And then it says, I'm leaving here with something. And it took Tucker Carlson's job as well, because in the discovery process, uh, it was revealed that Mm -hmm. Tucker and his colleagues knew this was bullshit. They called out a lot of their hosts. Apparently, he called Sidney Powell the C-word. There is a lawsuit from a former booker uh, uh, alleging sexual harassment. Abby Grossberg. Yeah saying that the entire environment is rife with bigotry and sexism. Uh, it's and Fox, anti-Semitism. Fox, and then Fox knew this. and mm-hmm. But this is not what the, bothered them, right? It goes back to what we said. They knew this. Of course they knew mm-hmm. this. They didn't give a shit. Look at, what, look at what Tucker says on his show. Apparently, the discovery process has also revealed texts which have been seen by Fox executives and Dominion lawyers that show Tucker disparaging Fox executives and his colleagues. And so that's what really pissed off Rupert. And I'm really curious if we'll ever get to see those texts, because that's what finally did it. They were fine with the anti-Semitism, the xenophobia, saying immigrants like your parents and my parents come from crazy backwards countries. That that immigrants make the make the United States dirtier, which is how which is how he lost 26 uh, sponsored 26 advertisers sure. back in 2017. The false flag operation, whitewashing January 6th, the talking points of white nationalists, the fact that Andrew Anglin, a neo-Nazi, said that we don't need a TV show because we have Tucker Carlson. All that was good because the ratings were great. But once he cost them that $787.5 million, and once he mocked them behind their back, well, that was a step too far. It just goes to show you uh, the fickleness and the pettiness and the egos of these snowflakes, the hypocrisy. And also, in God We Trust, Fox is a corporation. And when it comes time for Rupert Murdoch to cut ties, man, he is like Logan. He is ruthless. He told Tuckums in the morning, you know, 10 minutes before it was announced on from air. Under him. So I, I feel like it's, you know, this is, we have to celebrate some good news, Daniel, because I was thinking about this. And I tweeted it. If, if you're all paying attention, if you're listening to our show, uh, you know, we care about democracy and we, we always try to warn you from all the different angles that uh, where our democracy and our freedoms are being attacked. There's some good news here. In the last two weeks have been terrible for MAGA and, and the right wing ecosystem. Tucker's mm-hmm. out. Dan Bongino's out. Uh, uh, Trump has been indicted. E. Jean Carroll's lawsuit is ongoing. Harlan Crow's billion-dollar connection to Clarence Thomas was exposed just as it day Neil Gorsuch's uh, financial ties were exposed. Uh, Rupert Murdoch and Fox are being hammered. They lost in Wisconsin. Uh, it's it's. I I agree with you. I think we're seeing. They're very dangerous. Don't get me wrong. We're seeing a weakened movement that is slightly imploding, and I think we're seeing a civil war brewing. Because MAGA is now attacking Fox over Tucker, DeSantis is attacking Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know all the bullshit has has literally just piled up, and I think it's about to tilt the belt uh, the bed over. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. 
Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. You know, I I, I don't, and I caution because I'm cautiously, you know, optimistic about what is happening. But I think that fundamentally, what is being exposed, Waj, is that um, our systems are rotten to the core, mm. right? You talk about the Supreme Court and how these justices on the right are bought and sold mm-hmm. um, and have been, uh, and people have known about this. We know that, as Wu-Tang said, cash rules everything around me, Wu-Tang. right? It's, it, is, it is everything leads back to the greed. It leads back to the money. So we talk about media and these personalities becoming, be, being that, believing that they are bigger than the brand, but then being pulled back in and their heads cut off, something will grow in its place. But what we are seeing is that exactly what DeSantis is trying to stop in Florida is a consciousness that is taking hold in the public sphere, that people are becoming aware of the grift. They're becoming aware of the lie. They're becoming aware of the ways that they themselves have been taken advantage of. Why am I out here, right, grinding, you know, grinding myself to to dust pounding the pavement on the hamster wheel and you motherfuckers that are taking my rights away are sitting on $500,000 vacations and going on, you know, and, and taking yacht trips, right? But you're taking away rights from, from people. I think that there's a connection that is being made um, that, which is exactly why they're closing libraries, banning books, you know, uh, banning abortion and all of these things, because it's just like, if you can keep people undereducated in a suffering place, right. Uh, and fighting for basic necessities, then you can continue to do whatever the hell it is you want. Um, you know, as we, as we wrap up was, you know, Joe Biden announced his, uh, reelection mm. campaign. And we know, and we've talked about this, and we have, you know, gone after Biden. I have personally gone after the Biden administration uh, many times. And I will say his reelection video uh, came out similar vein to, you know, the soul of the nation that he launched uh, back four years ago. The major pushback around Biden is that his popularity is down, I think, because American, the country is broken. Um, and his age. So where do you think as Democrats and as folks listening to this show who he and Hom in the same way sometimes that I do need to focus around his reelection? Biden Harris 2024. 
all in, 10 toes down, because that's the candidate. Uh, he announces re-election. Uh, he's going up against Trump. Um, and we criticize Biden, as we should, uh, because contrary to what some of our critics might say, we are not the Democratic partisan hacks. We'll call them out. We have on the show. But he's also had two things I will say about Biden. A, a very robust first term considering the fact that he was able yep. to, yeah, infrastructure bill, Inflation Reduction Act, COVID relief bill, uh, and just the, the just the general tenor of his leadership compared to the cluster F of Trump, right? So you give him his flowers and that administration, their flowers, the fact they were able to achieve what they achieved and the, uh, the, uh, the nomination and appointment of Justice Jackson uh, to the Supreme Court, the first black woman. I mean, it's impressive. Uh, yes, his age does concern me, as it should. It concerns a vast majority of Americans. In fact, the age of Trump and Biden should concern you, that we have two old white men, very old white men running for president. But you go all in for Biden-Harris. Yep. Democracy is uh, uh, you know, uh, at stake. You're going up against a violent insurrectionist who cares about nothing and no one and a MAGA movement. And if this is who the Democratic Party is nominating, and that's a nomination, folks, then you do everything you can to get out the vote for Biden-Harris. That is my takeaway. 150%. And, and can we say I, before we, before we mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, sorry, Daniel, it, it, please say what you want to say, uh, because I know you said we have to leave. This is going to be a quick episode. But when we talk about champions of democracy, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Harry Belafonte. We yes. just found out as we were recording that this, this, this titan uh, of civil rights, the, the son of immigrants, uh, a brilliant actor, brilliant singer, a man who was at the forefront of it all, who endured so much uh, and was a light to, to a new generation of activists and, and who used his wisdom and experience to mentor uh, so many young activists. Harry Belafonte just passed away. Yeah. And I will, you know, and I will say this, Harry Belafonte's legacy, being able to use his platform to advance the civil rights movement, to give space to activists, to give space to those that were fighting on the front lines and put himself on the front lines at the height of his celebrity is what we need, right? Mm. That's, 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 the, that's the kind of imagery, that's the kind of conviction uh, that we need now more than ever. And I think, you know, just to add to your point, on Biden, which is that I'm going 10 toes down. I'm mm. going all the way the fuck in because folks, I know that you are tired of hearing this when people talk about presidential election, it's the most consequential uh, election. But if you get a chance to take a listen to Donald Trump's speech mm. in Waco, Texas, mm. okay, where Donald Trump is talking about operationalizing the military in order to fight our own citizens, right? To fight quote unquote crime, to break up quote unquote gangs, to mandate stop and frisk, to ban abortion, to, um, to, to ban book. Like if you listen just to the beginning of that Waco, Texas speech, there is no one else, right? That we need to be fighting against, not each other, not looking for another democratic candidate. Our president has announced that he is running and we back him 100% because our lives are on the fucking line. Just look at Florida and ask yourself if you want that nationalized. Look at what Donald Trump did in Waco, Texas, and ask yourself if you want that for the rest of your life. Because that motherfucker becomes president again, he, that's it. It's a wrap. That is a, it is a wrap for democracy. And don't think that we're just being hyperbolic. Like, you all have paid attention. 
January 6th was a dress rehearsal. It goes all the way downhill if Donald Trump gets back into the White House. Um, so that is it for us on Democracy-ish. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I am Danielle Moody. I'm Ajatoui. And folks, we will be back next week if, in fact, we have a country left. Inshallah.